Hello and welcome to the Cricket Corner. This is episode seven. It's the thirty-first of July, two thousand and twenty-three, and here with me is Aaron. Hey, Sohan. Hey, everyone. Welcome again. Uh, we've had a very exciting week. We've kept, it's the summer here in the here in England, and it's raining outside again, just like last week. And I'm lying; it's not actually raining. It's a bit sunny, um, but we've had some exciting cricket. That's happened again over the last week. We've had the result. Finally, we have a result in the fifth test match in the Ashes. England have drawn the test, uh, well, drawn the series 2-2, won the test, but drawn the series 2-2. Uh, so we'll take a deep dive. We'll do a review of the Ashes. Um, so wait for that, because that's going to be pretty exciting. We have some you know, pretty cool thoughts around how each team played their brand of cricket. So that's really exciting, but let's get straight into it. Did he go on a holiday this week? <laughs> <laughs> no holidays, no okay. idea. So it's, he's, he's gone on a holiday one week and then back again, two, two in a row. So this is a uh, continuous week without... If, if, our, if we're not doing a podcast, it's because Aaron's on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you doing? You good? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, yeah, really good cricket this week again and uh, excited to, to talk about... Um, the Ashes mainly, and also uh, uh, some test matches happening uh, in Sri Lanka. Uh, yeah, shall we, shall we start with the Sri Lanka-Pakistan test match? It's over. It's over, yeah. It's what we predicted it would be. Yeah, like easy win for Pakistan. And um, not much of a challenge from Sri Lanka. Are you disappointed? Yeah, very, very surpri- surprising. Um, especially even with, you know, they had a great team in the past. But um, even recently with, the, you know, the new young players... They were still very good at home, uh, especially in test cricket, you know. They're like some good young spinners and uh, their captain, who's uh, one of the best opening batsmen going around in test cricket. Um, yeah, very, very surprised and um, yeah, um, good result for Pakistan. Where does that leave Sri Lanka, I guess? Do you see Sri Lanka as, well, they, they, they obviously had to qualify for the World Cup. Um, so they're not a top tier team like they used to be back in the day. Um, should they be playing test cricket? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll be laughing here. No, should they be playing test cricket? Yeah, I think they're still a they're still a good team. Um, I don't know what happened in the series. Uh, otherwise, even when Australia went there, um, you know, they they won some matches, but was not that easy. Yeah, um, I feel they are still a good um, test team and a dangerous side in T20 and ODI. So. Um, yeah, they just need to uh, rebuild um, after this, and uh, let's see. Um, now, anyway, there's no test match uh, for them. Um, no, no, but it's it's really interesting, right? Because they had some of the, like they have had some of the legends of the game play for their side, uh, you know, and going from that to they're having a bare patch. It's very very similar to West Indies' story, right? They've had lots of greats. But unlike the greats of West Indies, um, you could potentially say the greats of Sri Lanka probably delivered for them more so than the West Indian side. You know, Sri Lanka have been finalists in the World Cup um, so many times. Um, fantastic team, fantastic ethos of cricket and a brand of cricket as well. So it's a shame that there aren't many players that are coming out that are the same ilk as, you know, Zoe Werthener, Sangakara. Sangakara. 
obviously you're never going to get another Murley, but you know, it's like it's missing just one or two. You just need one or two star players, right? And yeah. I don't know, Rajapaksa is that player or not? Or well, he doesn't play um, test test cricket. No. He just plays T20s, and um, you know, they have some good players, like guys like Mendis, yeah, who's, who's very good. Um, and their captain is very good as well. Um, the the opening the opening batsman. Um, Dananjay Di Silva was a good all-rounder, mainly a batsman, but he can bowl as well. So they have uh, talented players. It's just they need to be consistent. You know, uh, that's what's lacking for them. They are, they did quite well um, in the last few matches under um, Silverwood, who's their uh, new coach. Head coach, yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully um, they can improve under him. But um, you have to wait and see. Yeah. Pakistan then. They are likely, looking very likely, like they want to finish the top of the tree in the World Test Championship. They've, they've had a fantastic series in Sri Lanka. And, you know, players from the top to the bottom, all 11 players have kind of, you know, had some input in, in both the games, which is fantastic to see. Where, do you see them finishing top two in the World Test Championship? I think this time they will, they'll finish uh, in the top two and come to the final. Wow. Yeah. You think? You yeah, think? I think so. Yeah. They, Why? Why? Um, it's a, it's a young unit. We all know. Uh, you know, they always had uh, talented players. But it looks like um, they are gelling as a team. And um, what you can see in the test team, they have now some test specialist um, in Abdullah Shafiq, the opener, but also um, Aga, uh, who's a all rounder, uh, yeah. middle order batsman and spinner. Uh, same thing with uh, Saud Shakil. Mm. Uh, who's scored uh, the double hundred yeah. in the first test match? Yeah. So they got you know proper test specialist batsman yeah. and uh, bowler as well. So they still have Shaheen and Nasim uh, as the fast bowlers, but they have Abrar, who's the um, Chinaman uh, mm. or leg spinner, left arm, left arm, left arm Chinaman, is it? Who's also a test specialist? So. Um, yeah, I think they have a, they have a good all-round side um, with Safraz as the keeper. Even though Rizwan played a, <laughs> as a sub in the in the second test, yeah. So you know, it's it's important to have um, I feel some players um, dedicated to test cricket. Um, you can't have every player playing all formats. It's going to be um, difficult to handle them, and also for them to. To perform consistently, you know, on uh, on this T um, Twenty ODI and Test cricket. So, um, and what they have now, they're going to Australia. That's yeah. the next tour for uh, three tests. Well, that's after after the after World the World Cup. World Cup, yeah. And then, in terms of Test cricket, they have uh, some home games versus Bangladesh, yeah, uh, England. Also, they're going back in October. Yeah. Well, they're going to India in December, yeah. England, and then October in. So they England are going to be ready for India for sure. Yeah. And they have a away series uh in South Africa. So the they have only two away series in Australia and South Africa. So mm. if they manage to, you know, draw to, to draw them. or uh, win both of them. Yeah, yeah. Or win. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I don't see them winning against Australia in Australia. Not many teams, except for India, have done this. Yeah, recently. that's going to be difficult. So yeah. it's going to be a tough ask, but it's it's. I I am excited that you're excited about Pakistan yeah. uh, going to be finishing one or two, hopefully in in the World Test Championship. So that'll be exciting, and I think that's good for cricket. Yeah, 
So, Always good to see a good Pakistani yeah. team. Um, so that's the test match that's going on in, uh, in the South, uh, uh, South Asian continent. Um, shall we talk about India in West Indies? Uh, the last time we spoke about them, we said they might have a result in the test match. Uh, we were wrong because the rain washed the day and it was a draw. India won the series 1-0. Fine. Um, they were likely to win the second test match anyway. Um, but then all focus turned to the ODI matches. Three ODI series. Um, they won the first match. Um, it looked like they put out a really weird wicket again. It was like Turner. Turning square. <laughs> <laughs> Kuldeep Yadav got so many wickets in like five balls. <laughs> he didn't even just, he was like, you know what? One over is enough for me. I don't need to bowl my entire quarter, I quota. I just want to bowl one over and I'll get all the wickets, which is what he did. He took yeah, f- four wickets in three overs or something? Yeah. Yes. And Jadeja took three um, in response. West Indies spinners as well, they, they, they bowled well. India yeah. lost five wickets. Um, it looked like a T10 scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a 50 over match uh, I don't know what, what's happening uh, uh, with uh, the Indian team they lost the Sangha ODI so let's talk about the second test match because the ODI I mean. um, yeah the, sorry the second ODI because in the first ODI uh, Surya Kumar Yadav came out wearing Samson t-shirt Sanju Samson's t-shirt the entire match whilst he was fielding and batting he wore Sanju Samson's t-shirt. He was sending a signal. I mean, first of all, would you think about doing that when Rohit Sharma and Kohli are literally right there and you're wearing the person who you yes, want to be I, in the team? I saw that. Uh, I, I didn't understand why. Uh, there must be a reason, but uh, yeah, maybe he, he forgot to bring his kids <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> That's the only thing I can, I can think of. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. bizarre to see him. It's, uh, it, it was strange, um, probably trying to send a signal. Um, unfortunately, that signal didn't work because in the second... Uh, he, played, he, played, match, he played, he played. He played, yeah. He played scored 11 runs. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what India is trying to do in the West Indies in the white ball format. Well, Raul Dravid has said they want to give people experience. Just, what, two, two <laughs> months away from the World Cup? <laughs> yeah. Half of the team is injured in Bumrah, KL Rahul... Punt and uh, Shreya Sayer. Okay, so do you think Punt will make the World Cup? I don't think Punt will make the World Cup. Okay, yeah. so who's the replacement? Is uh, anyway in the ODI the wicketkeeper was K Rahul. Yeah. Um, and Shreya Sayer was the number four batsman. Mm-hmm. But both are injured, and we don't know uh, when they're coming back. Um, so um, I don't know. They they still try trying people. You know, it, it's a good thing to try people. You know. Yeah, but to, why to... why are you trying people when you have someone? Tried and tested, incredible T20 player, um, Sanju Samson. Yeah, so the thing with Sanju Samson, uh, he, had, he had a good numbers in ODI. Yeah. Um, they, they played him in the, in the Sangat ODI, but you know, there's one thing uh, giving chances to players, but you have to play them at the number. Yeah. You know, they played uh, Aksar Patel number four, they played Samson at three. They're yeah. never going to bat three. Never. He's never going to bat three. No, once, once you get the full squad in, forget about it. So um, that's what I, I don't understand. Like Ishan Kishan, he was opening the innings in, in both of the matches. But Kale, not... if Kyle Rahul plays, then Rahul and Sharma. No, Sharma? Uh, Gil and Sharma will, Gil will, and Sharma. will open. 
So, um, do you think Gil will make the World Cup? Yeah, Gil will make the World Cup. For really? Sure. Yeah. He's Over. Gonna, he's going to open. Wow. And Kel Rahul will play in the middle order if he's fit. That was the initial plan um, for India. But Gil's having a bit of form issue. But in India, he's going to like... I saw some memes. I've been seeing a lot of memes. But a, a meme of uh, Gil playing for Gujarat Titans, being like an absolute lion or a tiger, whatever Gujarat Titans are representing the lions. And, uh, and playing for India, he's like a little cat. <laughs> he can't score a single run. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't score much uh, in, the, in this West India store, but I still feel he's going to open with uh, Rohit Sharma. So, yeah, it was bizarre to see uh, India trying all these sort of things. And, and you know, they lost against uh, the... Sorry. We are recording. Sorry. Half an hour, 45 minutes. Sorry. So that was uh, our cleaner who's cleaning the room and we've had to interrupt the podcast. We're going to keep this in. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, what, what were you saying? You no, were, I was just uh, saying, yeah, it's, it's bizarre and they lost the second match. West Indies played really well. They chased the 186 uh, with uh, six wickets in the hand. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's a shame India wanted to give people a chance, but uh, it's, a good, it's a good win for West Indies. Uh, they can take that to the World Cup. Oh, no, they're not going to the World Cup. <laughs> India lost to a team that isn't even going to the World Cup. That is embarrassing. Uh, but we should, whilst we're talking about uh, West Indies, talk about um, uh, Puran, who just scored an incredible 130-odd not out in 55 balls. In the final, uh, right? In yeah. the final of the Major League Cricket in the U.S., why is not playing for the West Indies? Um, money talks? I don't know. He, he was a captain not long ago of the yeah. West Indian side. And he did, he did well as well in the qualifiers for them. Do you think um, he's again becoming one of these players for West Indies who's just going to travel the tour? Yeah, maybe they, they, you know, they allowed him to play in the T20 league because West Indies is not the World Cup. And this year, oh, yeah, was, that doesn't uh, matter really. Yeah, if he it doesn't plays really matter. So yeah. maybe they also wanted to try some new players like India. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's a shame. It's a great, it was a great knock by, um, by, by him. And he's, he's one of the most talented batsmen going around. We, we all know that. You yeah. Know, he's, and um, he's very young. And I'm sure, you know, you, we will see a lot of Nicolas Puran in the coming years. Yeah. And that's the Major League cricket over. Mumbai Indians. Mumbai Indians have won 10. They have... Uh, who's the owner? Sh uh, Ambani. Ambani. Yeah. Nita Ambani. Is it Nita Ambani? Who yeah. was there? Uh, congratulating people. She's, she should just be pre the presenter now. <laughs> <laughs> She's always there congratulating people. They've now won 10... Well, I don't know how many cups they won. Cups now, yeah. or whatever. If, you, if it has the word Mumbai in it, they won a lot of it. Uh, they've invested a lot of money. It's become a, the biggest franchise. Um, if not definitely on par with Chennai in in the uh, Indian subcontinent. So, uh, well done. Congratulations to them. Uh, but that wasn't the record-breaking innings that I want to talk about. There was another record-breaking innings. Do you know about that? No. Tell me about it. So, this happened in the Kabul Premier League. So, Afghanistan has a Premier League. And someone scored a lot of runs in one over. Can you guess how many, what's the maximum number of runs? If I ask someone a quiz question, what's the maximum number of runs you can score in, a, in an over? What would you say? They will say 36. 36, yeah. because six balls, 
you can score a maximum of six runs. That's 36. Uh, I'm going to read to you this over and how many runs. You can tell me. You can add it up. We'll see how good your maths is. Um, first ball was a six of a no ball. Uh, and people who don't know, that means you have a free hit the next ball. Um, five wide. What are we on to? 11 already. 12. 12, sorry. Six of the first official ball. Six of the second ball. Six of the third ball. Six of the fourth. See, guess where this is going. Six of the fifth. And six wow. of the last ball of the over. That's what? 48 runs, is it? 36 plus 12, 48. The bowler missed. That's 50. my uh, entire uh, one year car uh, career score gone. <laughs> <laughs> In one over. <laughs> That's how much I score on average a season. <laughs> the bowler missed uh, 50 by two runs. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that. Wow. 48 runs. Yeah, I ne I've never seen that. Must be some, must be a record, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I have not looked, but I, I'm giving it the record. Was it another Mumbai Indian Kabul, <laughs> <laughs> Kabul team or anything? Or? Um, Stuart no. Broad was playing there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took a day off. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty interesting. It happened in the news. Um, and I was like, we've got to talk about it because I've never seen, I've never seen anything like that. Imagine the crowds in Kabul. God, crazy. <laughs> people, most people are still counting. <laughs> any any match fixing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that's the India West Indies tour uh, coming to an end. There's one more Test match. I th uh, one more Test match. I don't know why no, I keep ODI on saying Test match. The ODI. last one. Um, India probably going to put out a very strong side and probably win. Um, it would be embarrassing for them to lose that Test. Uh, sorry, that ODI series just before the Asia Cup and the World Cup. Let's see who's going to open. It's going to be. Ishan again, or where Roy Sharma I think they might play? just go with the proper... Is Roy Sharma batted number seven yeah. in the first And college and bat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're having fun. Yeah. Like imagine having the confidence of the Indian cricket team. In that case, why do you... Why you do know, you take them? Yeah, exactly. You, you, you try wasting, some... You're, I'm, you're wasting Kohli's time if you're taking him and not batting him. He's like, my averages could have gone higher. <laughs> you know? Um... So, yeah, let's see where India end up. Um, the next thing for India, the big next thing for India is Asia Cup. We'll cover yeah. that. Uh, we're going to have special correspondence because you're going to be there. I hope so, yeah. Hopefully I'll be there. You're yeah. going to be watching India-Pakistan in Sri Lanka? Yeah, if I get some tickets, yeah, for sure I will go for that um, match. Hopefully, please do like and subscribe this and make sure one of our videos gets to a million so that Aaron can get entry. <laughs> To India-Pakistan match in Sri Lanka. Okay, so I can get sponsored. You know? Sponsored. We'll do a live video. We'll, we'll, we'll do everything we can to make sure he's there. Um, but everything except pay for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the next big thing for India and all the Asian subcontinent teams. Um, so that's going to be exciting and looking forward to that. But shall we move on to the biggest thing that's happened? I want to do a review of the Ashes alongside, obviously, talking about the final test match that just finished literally... 15 minutes ago. Good timing. I mean, I planned this right. <laughs> um, England have won the last test match. The series is 2-2. And thanks to someone on our YouTube channel who uh, kindly left a comment telling us exactly how many years it's been since England have last won the, uh, 
the Ashes. Ashes. England last won the Ashes in 2015. Australia have won slash held the Ashes for four series in a row. Thank you, John. Um, wow. So that's a long time. Um, should we talk about this test match? Should yeah. We, should we yeah, talk yeah. about it? It was, a fant- again, a really fantastic test match. It was entertaining in different ways because both styles of cricket really came out to play. Uh, England were playing one-day mode and uh, they scored at a fantastic rate and then Labuchan came out and decided to not <laughs> score a run for the entire day. <laughs> yeah, you got like, what, six or seven runs from 90 balls or something? God, yeah. the, that is such incredible patience. That is a fantastic... You know, whoever says that's boring, it's not. It is hard work. The mental capacity you need to not score for 90 balls is is much higher than scoring. So really well done to him. But um, you want to talk about the toss, finally? Yeah, Yossi's finally, won Australia won the toss. Um, they decided to field first. Um, no, uh, you, as you said, you know, it was another greatest match. Um England just played like uh, two ODI innings, you know, yeah. they, as as usual, you know, they, they went about five and over, um, and um, no, it, was, it was really good. Um, we were thinking that uh, the rain might spoil this test again, but... Um, the weather held out. Yeah. Thank uh, you, thank well, you, weather gods, for letting us have at least some result. Yeah, this was one of the best test match of the series. Um, yeah. And also Stuart Broad announced his retirement as well. So that's I want to talk about that because he came out. We've got a video on our Instagram channel where he's come down and decided to talk to the Sky Sports team about the third his day, retirement. Right? Third day, end of third day? Yeah, at the yeah. end of third day, he decided to come down and give a little speech saying, I'm going to retire. Now, I am an engineer by trade and I can, you know, I can do my work pretty quickly, right? <laughs> but... If you told me that you're retiring, it's going to take me a little longer than it took Sky Sports to build the entire montage clip. <laughs> Something fishy is going on there. Oh, I don't know. He said he decided um, on Tuesday evening. Yeah, the night before, he yeah, said. Yeah, and then he announced uh, at the end of the day three. Yeah. Um, so... You know, these guys are quite good, so I'm not surprised if they have any montage done very quickly. Um, so, um, yeah, that just added, you know, uh, to this uh, test match. Yeah, great finish. We were wrong. We thought Anderson would retire, but uh, Anderson has decided to not mm-hmm. call it a day. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I, okay, okay, here's the deal. I, I, I definitely want to go into Stuart Broad's career because what a fantastic person in terms of cricket he has been to the game of cricket and to England for sure we'll talk about that in a second but Anderson if you're the coach of England Aaron would you pick Anderson it depends on the you know where they play next they're they're going to India no Uh, I mean I even (laughs) I'm not picking him (laughs) but uh, yeah last time when England went to India he had a some good spells. Uh, Two overs. <laughs> yeah, he, he had some good spells. I think in Chennai, he, he took he, uh, he took a five wicket. So that was during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I don't know. It's um, this England setup. You know, they they believe in their players, and a guy like Anderson, 
think he earned the rights to retire whenever he wants. You know, we can say whatever in this podcast. <laughs> you know, and and yeah, and I agree. He can he can do whatever he wants uh, with the number of wickets he took, with the number of years he played for England. Yeah. Um, Even yeah. if he's just in the background and only plays one Test match in a series, that's enough for the other players to get the experience, whatever yeah. experience it may be, right? Yes. Uh, not, yes. So I think a lot of people, obviously Anderson, he is the greatest England bowler and one of the greats in the world of cricket. But people also f f sometimes forget he has probably the safest pair of hands in England, outside of Jordan, who's a one-day player. Uh, he, incredible hands as well. So, you know, just an all-in-all all all fantastic cricketer. And I, I feel... a. A guy like Anderson, if he thinks, you know, he, he can't perform or he can't do his best for England, he will retire. Yeah. I don't think he's the type of guy, you know, who's going to stay here just to, you know. Despise. Uh, What's he, what, he doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. He just wants to do the best for England. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there is going to be a lot of people like me who are going to question whether he should have retired. Uh, but... He's earned the right to retire when he, whenever he wants. One thing as well. Um, it's you know, different, right? Sorry, go ahead, finish. No, one thing just uh, quickly. These kind of players, like especially bowlers, fast bowlers like Broad, Anderson, this is very rare now. Yeah. So even though they are old and some people want them to retire, I think while they are playing, we should just you know enjoy... Uh, watching them, you know, do their thing. Um, because in, in few years, you know, we'll never see these kind of bowlers. And 600 wickets in test match will never going to happen. A guy playing 100 plus test match for a fast bowler is never no going chance. to happen. No, no chance. chance. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's Let, let's, enjoy, let's, let's enjoy Anderson whilst yeah, we can. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about Broad? Going from one great to another. Um, He has obviously officially retired now that the test match is over and England have won. Um, what do you make of his career? Again, another 600-plus wicket-taker. Yeah, he's, um, he's a great bowler. Um, we saw his stats, you know. Um, but one thing I, uh, you know, people can talk about is his stats and everything, you know. Mm. There'll be a lot of people talking about this. One thing I always felt about Broad... He's kind of, you know, this annoying bowler you mm. have in the, on the opposition. You don't want to face. Yeah. Uh, not only because of his skill, but also because of his attitude. Um, he's always, you know, in your face, kind of bowler. Never give uh, up, kind of. Just always yeah, there. Or always there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And always try his best, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised um, by his success because uh, you can see his character. He never gives up. You have to remember... Uh, people, again, don't give Broad maybe enough credit, but to succeed whilst being in the shadow of Anderson and be probably just as successful as Anderson is incredible. Yeah, and, and both of them, they dedicated uh, their careers to test cricket. Yeah. You know, they both played... Uh, um, well, England ODIs. weren't going to win the World Cup when they were in their <laughs> So, <laughs> let's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they played a lot of... Uh, Uh, whiteboard cricket and then you know they just uh, specialize themselves to play test cricket um, he, he, 
you, what I like about him is he always wanted to improve. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, not long ago, I saw a masterclass uh, of Stuart Broad on Sky Sports, and it was amazing. And you could see, you know, this guy is a legend, and um, you know, it's it's not a luck that he he's been no. so successful and took so many wickets. You know, when he, when he talks about cricket and about bowling, it's it's just amazing. Yeah, so, I think um, I one hundred percent agree. I think uh, you know, Broad is a legend of England cricket and of world cricket. Like we've already said about Anderson, it is very unlikely we will see a fast bowler take 600 wickets. Um, and just, just one more thing on Broad. Um, we, we forgot about his batting. 3,000-plus uh, runs? Just uh, his, his batting numbers were really good. Just after his injury, when he got hit uh, from a bouncer from uh, Varun Arun, yeah. um, his, his batting went a bit downhill. But he was a very capable batsman. His, yeah. high, his highest score is, what, 169 against Pakistan? Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, test level. Against Scoring 100 plus is, yeah, is against any team is, yeah. is, is So great. he was a good batsman as well. So, yeah, England will miss him. I, I was surprised. I think so were you. I think, I think a lot of people were surprised by his retirement. I think because he definitely, because of the way he looks and the energy he brings to the team... He definitely had a few more years. I feel mo most of the players, when they retire, you know, I think they, um, skill-wise, um, they can still do it. It just, at some point, they just feel, you know, they're getting not, up, they're getting, enough. Getting up in the morning, yeah. doing the fitness, doing the overs in the morning, gym, you know, these, these are professional athletes. Traveling and everything. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt, um, I was a bit surprised, but I feel... He chose the right moment. I think well, he, he was spot he's, on. He's definitely got the uh, career in the commentary box waiting for him. That's uh, for sure. Yeah. I think he's going to be a great character in that Sky Sports dressing room. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Abroad for a fantastic career. Shall we focus on a couple of other England players who I think have done really well? I want to talk about Crawley. Zach Crawley, who has been under tremendous pressure by people who don't know how to play cricket, um, has scored more runs in the Ashes than either Cook or Strauss. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Strauss because I've forgotten the name Strauss. Have ever scored in, in an Ashes series? He had a, he had a really good test series. Um, we talked about him in the last podcast about his... Uh, 169 yeah. against um, Australia. It's good to see him, um, you know, do it now consistently. Um, that was the the main um, complaint, yeah. even from us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That we we all know he's a good player. You know, it's no doubt about his talent, about um, his his batting. It was just about the consistency, and it looks like you know he's. He's, he's starting to believe in himself a bit more. You just need um, time, right? I think the fact, imagine, it's like, if, I always take the example of MS Dhoni. When he plays with a player in the CSK dressing room or India dressing room back in the day, he's like, I'm going to give you the entire season to play. You're going to have this jersey. You're going to have this batting position, bowling position. You're going to be my key person, right? When you put that faith in a person, right, they don't have to worry about things. And they can just go out and perform. 
And I think a lot of players in the English dressing room, like Broad and Stokes, did that for Zach Crawley. They came out and said, he's going to be in the team. He's going to play no matter what he scores, right? People complain. Unfortunately, the English media is a little, you know, it can get on your head sometimes and social media isn't great either. But the team believed in him and he's repaid it. No, you're right. Uh, I feel 80% of his success coming from the dressing room. Yeah. Because uh, it's not like he didn't have the skill before, right? <laughs> it's not like he's like suddenly in a, in a, in a year become the best opener for England. <laughs> if, um, if it was another setup, he would have been dropped long ago. If I had someone in my cricket team telling me I was going to guarantee bowl... 10 overs. <laughs> imagine, the, imagine the success. No, anyway, um, I think I'm really happy for Zach Crawley is what I'm saying. Um, you know, he's a great cricket player. And I think for the first time in a very long time, no one in England will complain about the opening partnership. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you see around the world, um, you don't see that many good opening batsmen at this level. Mm. And to see a guy like him, who's an attacking player as well, um, you know, it's good to see. It's exciting. Yeah. It's good to see. Um, the last player that I can remember uh, is, is Sevag for India, who uh, wow. you know used to used to give like this kind of starts. You know, um, Zach Crawley so, and Sevag. He's that's 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 a great comparison, and you can see it, right? You can see how easy he makes batting look sometimes. Um, so he's got a few triple hundreds in him. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do now is just, you know, uh, continue um, to play and perform uh, outside England. Yeah. And he's, he's young, so he has a lot of years. You know, the quote he made, if someone asked him a question, is this the toughest mentally you've had, uh, like you, the toughest mental experience you've had? And Zach Crawley replied, no, it was the IPL. No, no, that was not a Zach Crowley. Zach Crowley, that was uh, Brooks. Brooke. Yeah. Was it Brooks? Yeah, that oh, was Brooke. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was Brooke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've confused the two. But yeah, good, good series, good series for uh, Crowley, and um, yeah, it, it was one of the positive outcome uh, of this Ashes series for England. Should we talk about the Australians? Yeah, who's um, the Australians? Um, well, Steve Smith has kept his average at oval. Very high. <laughs> it's probably not 95 anymore. It's 94. <laughs> yeah, it will be a mixed feeling for Australia. They, mm. they were 2-0 yep. in this Asia series. And they almost lost it 3-2. Yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, they will be disappointed. They haven't won uh, Asia series in England since uh, 2001. Yeah. So, and this was... a uh, like one of the best opportunity they had being 2 0. 2 0 up. Yeah. And to not wrap it up. It's a, it's a disappointment for I think them. If you're, if you're in Australia right now, you're probably writing some pretty bad newspaper headlines. Probably worse than uh, Ben Stokes being a baby and a, cricket, <laughs> and a brand new cricket ball. Because uh, Australia's performance has declined steadily throughout the Test series. Yeah, it's look like, uh, it looks like, you know, when they are on the back foot, uh, they just panic. The same thing happened when India went to Australia. Mm. The first test, they won easily 1-0, one, one and then there was a draw, and then there was, you know, India start, started putting pressure on them. 
And I felt like it was a very similar year as well, you know, there was 2-0. Yeah. And then little by little, England started to put pressure on Australia and then they just cracked. Yeah. And um, yeah, 2-2, yes, they will keep the ashes, but um, I, I think they will be disappointed, really disappointed because this was like the best opportunity they had in the last 20 years or 24 they years. just had to win one. Yeah. That's it. Win one of three or draw two. They failed to do. Yeah. So, it, you know, we criticized England in the first two tests uh, for being too aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I felt Australia did the opposite. Sometimes they went too defensive. Yeah. And that's what they... Well, we are applauding Labusheng's 9 of 99, but really didn't help Australia. No. Uh, if you take this test, yeah. what, they lost by 49 runs? They did. And maybe if they played with more intent in the first innings, you know, that could that could have been the difference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I felt sometimes. That's very un-Australian as well, you know, to play. Yeah. Uh, I, th I don't know the approach or the coaching capacity, like what approach they're going for. I think England have set their stall out. We know how they're going to play, whether you like it or not. Um I like the way Australia are going about playing test cricket. It's, you know, they take the situation as it comes and they know there are five days. I'm surprised that Australia looked tired of the two teams because they have bowled far less than England have. England have been scoring 300 runs and 50 overs, right? And so the Aussies have not been bowling as much as the English players have, the English bowlers. Yeah, I feel they were mentally tired. Uh, when I was saying... Um, they went too defensive. It was also in the bowling yeah. and the fielding as well. Mm. They starting putting like fielder outside, you know, um, the, the first five ten overs. Yeah, and giving a lot of singles to the um, England batsmen. Mm. So they went. I thought they went a bit too defensive um, in this in this Ashes series, especially after the first two tests. Yeah, um, that's why they they, they you know they were at their receiving end and lost. Um, today yeah um special mentions to people that are retiring moan ali he, he hasn't announced re, re, well he's not gonna play again <laughs> surely he, not he, he might play in india yeah oh my yeah. god okay I think, I sorry think, no premature uh, um you know retire retiring from anybody <laughs> unless you announce it on sky sports it's not happening um no more will play in india i feel he bowled well today he bowled well today he was injured but still came back in the second innings and uh yeah, he bowled well. I feel he did his job in these Ashes. Yeah. He just came in, did what Stoke wants, wanted to do. Played number three, played number seven, played number whatever. Took a few key wickets. Yeah. Done. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm really happy with how the Test match has ended up, the Ashes series has ended up. I'm happy with where England are. I think at the beginning of the series, we were questioning their approach and the style of play. And I think... They've definitely convinced a lot of people in England that this is the brand of cricket. Um, McCullum can call India and become the head coach, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, shall we do a quick review of the entire Ashes? Right, I, I want to. I want to. Uh, you had a couple of things that you wanted to mention about about the Ashes and how both teams have played. Yes. So uh, yeah, two different style of cricket. Um, England, you know, this new way of 
playing cricket, you know, uh, which is very different from the traditional way that Australia is playing. Mm. But uh, you saw it's 2-2, so both style are relevant. Yeah. And um, it just, you need to find uh, what is best for you. Um, you need to have also um, all the players yeah, ready. Yeah, very key. To have the right players for the right type of cricket. Yeah, so that's, that's what England did well. You know, it looks like everyone in the squad, you know, they're ready to play this kind of cricket. Um, Australia as well, you know, they, they did well. 2-2 uh, is not a bad result for them, uh, but they, yeah, they, they could have played a bit more, um, you know, aggressively. That's, that's what I thought, a bit more positively. Yeah. Um, but overall... Um, they didn't, you know, they, we, we haven't seen the best of Australia no. in this Ashes series. No. You know, they always, uh, you know, stayed there uh, waiting for England to do mistakes in the first two tests. Yeah, and, and England aren't making mistakes. Yeah, after the two tests, England no, made no, no. less mistakes. And, uh, you know, uh, Australia found it difficult. Um, yeah, I think, I agree with you. I think both styles of cricket are very relevant even today. You know, whether it's the aggressive brand, you've got to have the right players with the aggressive brand for sure. Um, the key turning point for me, though, was um, Australia losing their spinner. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a big loss, right? I, I think, Nathan Lyon, yeah. I think had Nathan Lyon been playing, I think you don't, people, you as in people don't give him enough credit um, because, my God, he's, he's been missed. Yeah, he's... he's is their best bowler almost. Yeah. I know. And, I mean, he's, he's clearly shown a deficiency in the Australian bowling lineup. Um, and so much so that they didn't know whether to pick two, two all-rounders or one all-rounder <laughs> and a spinner or everyone bowling, you know. Uh, Travis Head, come on, have a bowl. Labishan, go another over. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, sometimes we, we forget how good and great a, a player uh, Nathan Lyon is and he deserves the credit and hopefully the recovery process is great for him because um, Australia need him right now but also Australia need to look for a replacement for him who is probably better than Murphy mm, they don't have uh, that much backup uh, I think that the best option they have is now is Murphy he, look, he looks okay he, he, uh, I feel he will come good uh, you know, in the, in the Does, coming is years. it the same case with Crawley? Just needs to give him time, and just like you're going to play 100 Test matches, go. Yeah, he did well uh, in this Test, in the last Test match. Um, well, Ove always has a better wicket for spin anyway. Yeah. So, so uh, um, if you do badly there, he did like, well with the ball and with the bat as well. So uh, I still remember the time when I was at Oval and it was Shane uh, Watson was still playing the Ashes, and Matt Dawson was uh, uh, the spinner they'd picked. He went for like 16 runs in the first over. <laughs> and I don't think he bowled. <laughs> you see, uh, that's, that's when you need your captain's backup. Uh, yeah. A guy like Stoke will give him yeah, yeah, another yeah. over for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, so who, shall we do like the roundup of who the players managed the series for you from, from overall? And then we'll do like the best player on both sides and then the, the disappointing player. So who's the man of the series for you? On both sides? No, you can only have one man of the series. Come on. Mm. Man of the series, one man of the series. Um, I'll go for uh, Vokes. 
Christmas. What? Yeah. He didn't even play all the five test matches. That's how good he was. He played uh, three tests. He's going to come and collect his award from you because you're (laughs) the only one giving it to him. No, no. He he did really well. He played uh, three tests and he's almost a top wicket digger. And uh, since he came to the um, England side, um, you know, they started winning and he was one of the main players, I feel, for this England success. Because we said, right, like, they were doing well um, as a batting unit. Yeah. Kind of, you know, they were scoring, scoring around 300, a lot of runs, around 350, but they didn't have the, the bowling, you know. To he, I think he has, like, this wicket-taking knack, like Bumrah, where he just comes in and, boom, you've got a wicket. Thank yeah. you very much. Especially with Anderson not performing, um, his bowling was key for England's success. That's why he's my man of the series. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can follow that up. Uh, let's go with the most impactful pair from both sides, total, overall. Impactful what, batsman or bowler? Or overall. Anything? Just give me a name that comes to your head when you think about the most impactful player in this, in this test uh, series. On, I will say Kwaja for Australia. Mm. He, was, he was really good. He was their um, main batsman you yeah. know, uh, opening. And um, he did his job in most of the test matches. Um, without Kawaja, <laughs> they would have struggled big time. And, you know, he, he's just having a, a good time in the last two years since yeah. he came back. Maybe more, yeah. Since he came Langer back. brought him in. So, yeah, so yeah. Um, it's good to see him play. Um, I like his, his batting. And uh, to, him, to see him succeed in England, um, yeah, it was good to see. And, yeah, it was really good to see, like, proper test batting. And for England? For England, is you um, can't go past Joe Root. He's just mm. so good, you know, playing this reverse lap. Oh my God! F- for for Cummins and he's, he's just an incredible touch at the moment, yeah. and it's very difficult to get him out. I saw I saw a stat where the the total number of um, times a player has scored in Test series over 300 runs. Um, and there are only two players at 19. Joe Root. Can you guess the other name? Sachin? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, don't ever discount Root. What a fantastic player for England and, and the world. And, yeah, he's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic to see him grow from when he started out uh, to where he is now. He's just been a fantastic player for England and just been through so much with England and grown incredibly fantastic player incredible for the game of cricket as well who's been the most disappointing for you um for England for England it was uh, James Anderson uh, yeah I was disappointed uh, I was expecting a lot from him especially in England the conditions were ideal for him uh, but he didn't deliver um that you was know, a bit disappointing to see I agree um but that's pretty obvious you know, you don't need to look at the stats. Even Stokes performed better. Um, I, I feel Stokes could have done better than he did, but he had a knock, at least when he got angry when Bairstow was run out, um, whereas Anderson just didn't have any fire. But for Australia, who, who, who are you picking for Australia? For Australia, it was uh, Green. Really? Yeah, I was expecting more from him. Uh, exciting talent. Yeah, Can great. bat, can bowl. Can uh, field. 
can feel as well. Yeah. He took he took some good catches, but uh, overall his uh, input was very very little in the series. And uh, for a, was it his first his second Ashes uh, series? I was expecting a bit more from him. Fair enough. Five out of what? How, how many rating? If you were to rate the 2023 Test series, the Ashes Test series, what are you rating it at? Uh, this five? was top notch. Uh, I, I will say. 9.8 out of 10. Oh, I only yeah. wanted to give you out of 5, but you've got, <laughs> you've got, you've got the whole hog here. Yeah. Yeah. It's 9.8 yeah. out of 10. That is as high as you can get. I suppose one of the best series I, uh, I watched, the 2005 Ashes, I haven't followed this closely, yeah. but this one, you know, we've been calling, you know, following very closely. And Well, uh, the, the test match has grown with our podcast, yeah. <laughs> or we've grown with the podcast with the, the, with the test group. But anyway. Um, it was just amazing. Every test had ups and downs, you know, one team uh, taking the lead, then the other team catching up. Um, I think overall 2-2 is a fair result. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with the result. I'm a little sad because we no longer will be able to discuss test cricket with you. Having said that, we are going to bring you a lot more cricket. It's one day season. You've been used to it because you've been watching England play anyway. So that's it from us from this one. We hope you enjoyed the series. We're going to continue with our podcast and a lot of the Instagram videos. So do follow us and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, see you in the next one.